Hello, hello. This is Postgres FM. I don't remember episode number. 74. Thank you, Michael. And this is Michael, by the way, and my name is Nikolai, as usual. Only once we had a guest, right? Uh, maybe it's time to invite more, but it's a different story. So this is Postgres FM, and we do it since summer 2022, not skipping any weeks. I'm I'm still surprised that we didn't skip any weeks. It's It's good. And today, this topic was again suggested from outside. We we didn't invent it, right? Yeah, I I chose or, or insisted on this topic this week. We're going to go along with the monthly blogging event, PG SQL Friday. Pavlo from Cybertech has suggested the topic events or Postgres events more specifically. Not event queue, right? No, not events. <laughs> no. No. It, in-person conferences, online events. Uh, it's quite broad topic and we could go in any direction you want with this. I've got a few things I'd love to talk about and ask you questions about. You've hosted meetups in the past. We've mentioned it briefly on the podcast before. Yep. So yeah, I'd love to get your perspective from a an organization point of view as well. But yeah, speaking, we've both spoken at in-person and online events, both attended and listened to people's talks. So yeah, yeah, this uh, this uh, is interesting area, which I have very opinionated point of view on this topic, and I think for me it started back back to two thousand six, two thousand seven, actually earlier. So offline events are are fun; they are good, but I don't look at them anymore. And this is funny. Right now we have AWS huge event happening. Many Postgres folks are there, right? Reinvent. Reinvent, yeah. They just announced Limitless Aurora with Postgres support first and MySQL coming later. And yep. people already joking about Limitless bills, right? <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen that. That's great. See, I, 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 I have all news not coming there, right? For knowledge, we don't need to go anywhere anymore because the internet is delivering knowledge better. And I observe also, also hybrid approach when you go to offline event, but you consume knowledge mostly through computer being at offline event. Offline event is good to meet people, right? But I think I, I still think there should be some new type of event inve invented to support human me meetings, you know, just for like collaboration. So not uh, in the form of sharing knowledge, like one guy on stage with slide deck, because I think like, it's my opinion, but let's start from, from the past. And uh, maybe by the end of this podcast, some people will understand me better. I know not everyone will agree with me. And I, I, I also enjoy meeting with people in person, but uh, for knowledge, it's, it's not efficient. This is my position anymore. Yeah, and meetups are kind of dead almost, unfortunately. There are some, some meetups. Well, well yeah. golden era of meetups is behind us, unfortunately. When, you know, like 200 people came and company hosting says, we don't have coffee break uh, supply anymore. Let's close registration. I say, well, forget about coffee. Let's let's bring more people. They're coming, coming because of Postgres popularity. You know, it, it happened many years ago. So where to start? Well, you mentioned 06, 07 as a specific uh, point for you. What was happening then? It was actually the first event. I, I, my first serious, serious event for me was when I was speaking. It was actually, it was about databases, but not about Postgres. And I was presenting some, I don't remember, maybe my master thesis materials uh, mm -hmm. at, in Kiev, Ukraine. Actually, oh, wow. it was some scientific conference, actually, it was a kind of, not a scientific, academic conference. Yeah, it was some kind of fun to come there to speak. It was very long ago, 2005, maybe four even. So, yeah. Then 2007 was turning point for Russia and that part of world when somehow a few things started to happen. First of all, I chose Postgres in 2006. And then I participated a little bit in XML development and visited PGCon in 2007. And in the same year, 2007, uh, we, we started, uh, not we, one guy actually started high load conference in Russia. His name is Oleg. 
I also Oleg, Oleg, Oleg Bunin and another Oleg Bartonov. I also met him around that time because Oleg Bartonov is, you know, and Taylor Sigaev and then Alexander Korotkov. They, these, these are big Russian names. Maybe after Vadim Mikheyev, who, who was before them uh, working on wall. These guys worked on full text search, gene indexes, gist indexes, a lot of such stuff related to performance and uh, how we retrieve data f like faster. And so it was, it was happening very fast in 2007. I also had my first startup and I used Postgres a lot. And then this conference series started high load. And I, since I just visited PGCon, I immediately invited Bruce Momjan. For anybody that doesn't know, PGCon is or was hosted in Canada yearly yeah. and is very Postgres developer centric, I believe. Yes. So for people working on the Postgres internals itself, it's the, probably the best conference each year for them, would you say? It's not kind of best, but it was the first in 2006. So I visited uh, the second one in 2007 in Ottawa. And uh, this year I visited the last one. So no more PGCon, unfortunately. Well, so. uh, but isn't it being taken over by new people? Now? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Dan, who is organizer of yeah. PGCon, said that like the successor of it will be in Vancouver, I guess, next year, and it's different set of people will be organizing. Yeah. But I think, and the name will be changing, changed to PGConf yeah. something. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, my decision right now, I'm on the state, like I'm we're jumping between past and current and side the future. For me, I said no more offline events for a couple of years. I, I, I don't see point. Last three events were terrible in terms of efficiency for me. And well, I, I'm not complaining. I just, this is my position. I, I prefer sharing knowledge on, online right yeah. now and con consuming and learning online. So I still miss meeting some people, but I can organize it separately. So, so this is my position. So back to 2007, we started, uh, again, not we, I just was like member of committee from the beginning, uh, responsible for database topic. And I invited Bruce Momjan right away because I just met him in, in Ottawa. So he visited Moscow. And since then, he visited many, many times high load. And at the same time, I, we, uh, one guy and I, we, we were working uh, on our startup together. We started meetup in, in also 2007, 2008, Moscow or Russian user group. I later renamed it from Postgres Russia to RuPostgres when I realized that half of people speaking Russian are outside Russia. So it became Rupostgres. And this story continued for me with some ups and downs till 2022, February 24, when uh, the war started, like the war started earlier in 2014, but a new phase invasion started and like, yeah. and we had disagreement internally because my position always was, you cannot uh, split completely politics from regular work and we need to be careful. The main organizer and the absolute majority of program committee were, were against me and we didn't agree that like they started to delete my messages internally. Right? Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And I exited the program committee like a few days after the war started. So, but anyway, the experience I had running these meetups offline again, up to couple of hundred people it's huge it was insane like 2015 maybe 16 when postgres popularity started to grow significantly so were these before, one one day events were they evening events like meetup type things it, it never was more than three hours okay and sometimes i combine a couple of topics three topics the actually let's let's cover a few like in 2008, we had very interesting event. It, it was recorded it, again in Moscow. And, and after that, I, I was so exhausted because I thought I'm very bad organizer and I don't understand technical details and like I cannot do it anymore. But later people, many years later, people watched this recording and said, Oh, this is, this, this was a real amazing event. What I did, I invited three guys from Postgres community and three guys from MySQL community, including mm. Peter, Zai, Zai, Peter Zaitsev. Yeah. And, we, and we had kind of a battle. 
Postgres versus MySQL. That was fun, yeah. But I was exhausted. After that, I, I took break like a couple of years, not no events, and then only re relaunched it. Not couple, many, many years of break. Then I, I watched how Josh Berkus uh, is running meetups in San Francisco, and I realized it's, oh, it, it can be kind of, kind of interesting again. And then I returned to Moscow for like a few months, and then I started visiting. It was like due to work and life reasons. Uh, it was already after invasion of Crimea, but uh, yeah, complicated things. But uh, I relaunched meetups there and immediately got huge attention after many years of, you know, like before 2014, 15, Postgres was like kind of an outsider. It was like, you, you need to prove uh, why you choose it because, you know, it's complicated. It's hard to maintain and so on. And like, it's still hard to maintain. That's why RDS and other like have their value delivering, right? Uh, maintenance uh, headache is sold. But in 2014-15, probably because, not only because of JSON, I think also because of RDS popularity yeah, started to grow. This. Yes, yes. And I felt it like, you know, like this. I need to choose some, you know, how to organize meetup once again. Well, I have some connections. I just ask some people who work at big companies, can you host? They all are, we are ready to host because, you know, they want to compete and show how good offices are, you know, like, because for them it's advertising for it's HR good. purposes. Anybody hiring is a really good way of showing right off. yeah yeah yes exactly and uh, we, you can just use it if you want to organize i uh, currently situation is different because of covid and remote remote focused companies yeah this is another reason why my problem meetups are like declining we, we can discuss it a little bit later yeah. so what happened i i i like decided okay it will it will be yandex and i i said okay how many people they said okay like maximum 80 people maybe i said okay and then they quickly asked me to close registration because out of, you know, coffee cups or, or something like I said, coffee, it's not needed. I, like we can do without coffee, you know. And then they asked a question I, I cannot <laughs> forget. They said, this is your event, of course, but can we like grab like 10 minutes and also present something that will be about Postgres? I said, well, of course, what will it be? And they said, this is how we migrated the Yandex mail from Oracle to Postgres. And like, I started to feel like, wow, like this should be not 10 minutes only. And then Vladimir Borodin, who hired Andrei Borodin later, this is interesting, they're just coincidence, uh, last names, same. And then they presented it at PGCon later, like it was huge migration from Oracle to Postgres and the reasons were interesting, solutions were interesting, like, super interesting topic so i found the gem right away just trying to come to big company and use their facilities to to host meetup and then i remember and first row i saw new faces and then these new faces became kind of almost like friends for me in following years because they these guys worked at large companies large e-commerce companies and so on and they all of them used Postgres. I was like, wow, Postgres is different now. This return was super successful. So I have good memories. But unfortunately, of course, like this political situation and so on, like uh, I hate this, like we divided right now. And some people work at companies I don't appreciate. Not only appreciate, I, I consider like kind of enemies already because if yeah. a company has some, any, any connections with military Russia, uh, this is enemy for me. Yeah. I think your cat agrees. Yes. Unfortunately, it's sad, but like, anyway, this was great experience. We had at some point, like a couple of hundred people and, you know, like, yeah, that's a serious turnout. Like I, I went to yeah. a recent uh, London uh, PG day, which is, so we, we have post, we have conferences in the Postgres world and obviously language specific ones that include some Postgres talks, but we also have these PG days that tend to be one day events, full day, not just three hours, kind of like six, seven, eight hours full of talks as well. So maybe even six, seven, eight talks. And it's London, right? Like this is a hub for the UK and possible to get to from quite a lot of other places in Europe quite easily. And I think we had fewer than a hundred attendees. It was a good turnout, but 200 people for a three hour event is a serious turnout. 
it also depends on channels you use to attract people. And but I honestly think the golden era was when Postgres popularity started to grow, like 15, 16, 17, 18. These years now it's declining, and people don't see big value coming to offline events because you know the problem with knowledge consumption, like learning at offline event. Of course, it's good you can ask your question. Definitely. But honestly, you can ask a question in follow up under YouTube right, right now and we will try to answer as well, but in a synchronous format. But problem is if you miss something, you cannot rewind. This is number one problem. Yeah. Second problem, if it's boring, you cannot speed it up. For example, yeah. Or skip or yeah. Right now <laughs> I'm talking quite slowly. So you can probably use 1.5 speed to and still understand me, right? This is, this is efficiency right and uh, also tickets cost a lot right usually like I, i'm okay it's if it's same town okay it's good but yeah that's a good point it wasn't free as well so i'm guessing your meetup was free for attendees always free yeah. that's a big difference i would say though i think there are these i think you're onto something with the differences and i would say that meeting people and connections that you make are really interesting it's, it doesn't always happen at in-person events but i've noticed when you're involved in some capacity like as a speaker i found people approached me and it was i had much better level of conversation with people when i was a speaker than attendee to attendee type conversations like it's not always difficult to have good conversations but yeah i found as a speaker it definitely helped some online events which happen synchronously about with recording and then uh, ability to asynchronously re-watch re 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 or watch what you missed some events try to have format like moving the speaker and people who are interested to a separate room on a virtual room and then you can spend time asking questions and so on Actually, we, honestly, with online events, it's also sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like I had, for example, a couple of hours uh, event when more than 500 people watched me. Wow. The key here is that Postgres community, the core Postgres community is quite small. And if you want more people, you need to reach backend developers, like analyst yeah. people and others, like maybe even frontend developers and so on. In this case, it can be huge. But uh, if you're just targeting the same people all the time, like it, it won't grow fast, I think. But it's it, it, the quality of questions will be of also different in this case, right? So, well, there are big Postgres only events. Um, like the the one in Europe I went to, the one uh, last year, uh, we both that's the one time we've met in person actually. Right, right. That was over six hundred people at one event, but it was three or four simultaneous tracks, so it wasn't. 600 people watching every talk or watching one talk it was split across multiple yeah, tracks yeah. and then the so it was it was jam-packed in fact i was on the program committee for that which was a lot of work <laughs> in fact we can cover that a little bit i think it might be interesting to people how those work but my point for that was it was stacked each it was multiple days three or four days of three or four tracks of talks with with breaks with that like, coffee breaks and lunch breaks but no kind of like nothing else, uh, no other structure around meeting people. And then I've heard this phrase, is it the hallway track people call it? So skipping the odd talk, sometimes it's good to skip just for a break. And maybe if you, if you run a business, maybe check your emails or if you're still working, uh, if you're on call, that kind of thing, just, just check in or just go for a walk. But the alternative is hang around and chat to other people that are skipping a talk or. Right. If you know the, area in general, a field in general, probably even if you attend the offline, what I think all speakers and the conference organizers, event organizers should do is collect, collecting slide decks in advance doesn't work because a lot of people, including myself, prepare them until last minute. But uh, there should be a way to distribute slide deck, the final version right away online. Like, like when talk is started, uh, slide deck is ready for sure. So this version should be distributed. I, it's a simple thing, but event organizers fail here often. They try to say me, tell me, oh, you need to send me slide deck two weeks in advance. I have many times. I never did. 
and they cannot do it any, anything with, with it. Like it's not possible because there is no slide deck yet. <laughs> but yeah. in the last minute, they should collect and distribute because others who probably at, attending another track or they're just working, as you said, right? I, when I attend the events, I usually gave my talk and I never attended anything, honestly. But I just not efficient. Like I cannot sit one hour and listening to this this like thing of eighty percent. I understand just from slides. It's not efficient. I I want to look at slides quickly and then probably talk to this guy directly. Well, sometimes it's it works. Sometimes it's interesting, but not often at all. Well, I mean, my situation is probably different because at the same time I found uh, myself. Uh, attending person to person, uh, like rehearsals or or Postgres TV open talk series, and then 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 I enjoy like uh, I can spend one hour diving deep and so on. But uh, regular talks, uh, very often I just see like this I know, this I know, this I know, and it's like well, I would I would just rather look at slides and and catch you later in in, in hall, right? Yeah, and, I don't think and, you're and discuss think... some deep. I think you're atypical here because you probably know the contents. Like most good talks start with like some introductory stuff for people that don't know the topic well. That's almost never going to be useful for you, but it's really useful for other people. And I personally probably have a higher tolerance for watching these talks live, partly because I know less and partly because I think there's this every now and again, there's a throwaway comment that the speaker probably didn't even plan to say, but just happened to come to their mind during the talk that's not in the slides, that is the most interesting thing to me about that talk. And sometimes 55 minutes of a talk were not useful, but the five minutes that were, were so helpful to me that it was worth it. So I think there's... I I agree here. And if a speaker says, like, uh, you can interrupt me anytime, I usually also do it. And uh, this is good. (laughs) Why does that not surprise me? Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably we can uh, just cover some additional, like deep, narrow topic during the talk, uh, and it, it it can be interesting. I agree here, but anyway, I th- I think it like flexibility should be good here. Like people who want to watch it fully in person, okay. People who want to watch it later, because sometimes too, like Highload had more than three thousand attendees and ten tracks in parallel. Almost always, I saw some interesting materials in parallel. Like I cannot attend yeah. them both. I can walk between them. Like, but they also like compiled everything. And later, a couple of months later, you can watch everything. Everything. That's great. They also published books. I remember reading these wow. books from time to time. Yeah, just you just decode the like. Today it's easy. We have a pipeline for our subtitles. But talks so, aren't the same as like you, it's not the same as writing a book. It wouldn't be a so, very good book. There are many, many goals why you want to sure. attend the talk. Many goals. And and if it's pure knowledge, if you want to understand some like other people experience and some just knowledge, you know, like you want some understand some method how to do something or complexities, you probably don't need it now, but you might need it later, like in half a year, for example. In this case, having recording, ha- having Books transcoded, it's easy again. Like with AI, it's super easy. We have it, right? Uh, in this case, this builds value this conference delivers, right? And I remember these books were helpful. I was reading some of my SQL talks, which I didn't attend because I was not interested. But now I'm interested in this topic in Postgres, and I see my SQL has something. And I remember there are talks about it. And I just read these materials with slides and text, and uh, you understand. Right, then you can watch recording if you want, or like you can combine. There are many ways, and also some people are okay with listening, some people need to see it. There are different people, right? Some people want to redo. Oh, I didn't understand, I want to rewind. What I'm trying to say offline works for some, online works also for like some. And if there is a good material and good speaker, today we can produce many results just from one recording i mean once time to you explain something and then we have all possible variations of this knowledge and and we can help people consume it asynchronously or synchronously and in any way like text video audio right 
I think you're right about different people having ideal methods of learning, but I think there's also a point here about accessibility. And I mean, I don't mean it in the kind of technical sense. I mean it almost from a, like being able to afford to do things and also being able to like traveling to events is it can be expensive. Staying can be expensive. Tickets can be expensive. And in the, at least in the, my experience in the Postgres world, unlike some of the bigger uh, language conferences we don't tend to pay i don't think i've seen any many events if any that pay speakers or pay for travel or pay for a conversation i'll always do that that's great but not pay but reimburse the travel costs and hotel costs just to to make it simple simple to bring better speakers yeah but not just better better, but also just a wider well, I guess it, that that does in, imply better, doesn't it? If you're if you're recruiting from also, a wider pool of people, that your also, quality will improve. Yeah. Also, I remember that then. I mean, PGCon paid me in 2007 to to go to through Toronto to Ottawa, and it was amazing that I, I I was very young and of course like lack of money, obviously, and this was this helped me. I I always remember this. So I do apologize. Was, I think PGCon is the exception or was the exception in the Right. Uh, right, right. PGCon did it, yeah. And that's great. I, I saw I saw they did it this year this year again. And actually I could use that uh, help. I di- I just didn't use it because already I, I, I can do I can cover myself. Nice. I, I don't need it. So but it was cool to see it's, it was still happening and I think it's the right thing to do to help people come uh, from various parts of the world. Yeah. And and with the sponsor, I think there is enough money in spot. Well, I, I haven't tried running an event. I do realize it's really difficult to break even. I think there's a, a money wise, it is difficult, but the, we can it's, get It's not difficult. It's not, it's a, okay. It's a lot of work, but if you do it with passion, it's not super difficult. And there are many companies who are good sponsors, right? For example, I don't know, like big events, like some I participated in 3000 people and so on had uh, budgets like more than $1 million per $1 yeah. dollars. And uh, there are many companies who are attracted. If you, if you grow it, like banks, like e-commerces, like they, they come and, and, and they w- you just need to organize a lot. And it's, this is like 24-7 work for a couple of weeks before conference yeah. starts. And you, you, won't, you won't be able to sleep if you, if you need a huge event. But it's possible. Most of our events are still run by very hardworking volunteers, people that aren't getting paid. Right, but, but why we discuss this? Once they started accepting money from companies, they, they should stop uh, saying volunteers. They, they have money. They just charge them more and that's it and deliver better quality. Just, just do it or like, I don't know. For example, you know, like, okay, we, here we discuss the controversial topic, which I have very strong opinion on. If you have sponsors, you must uh, provide recording, at least for people who paid, right? Otherwise, for speakers, it's not fair. They come, they see, okay, you brought like to 20 or 50 people, but work is so huge, it's better to go to YouTube and then then later people who are interested will be able to listen and see your material, right? So... I don't know. Of course, conference in person delivers better connection. I had very good follow-ups, very good. Like they said, I, I, we attended your talk, blah, 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 super. But I don't understand why I need to spend huge effort preparing slides. And this happened with three last conferences, actually. So you spend a lot of effort. Probably you pay for your tickets and a hotel to come. Hopefully you don't work a speaker. I mean, well, usually it's so, as we discussed. There are exclusions, but for this community, normal Do is. Play? I don't know. I, I, I like okay. This PGCon 2007 was exclusion. High load always paid. Nobody else paid. Usually, I always come just because like I, I'm interested yeah. to, in presenting, you know, and not anymore. I'm not coming anymore. And I can tell ev- everyone last year I had rule. I come if only if you record now, I just don't know. I tested once recently with junk. Ah, it was online. I, I could come to East coast, but I decided to present online only. And I, I confirmed I, I'm not doing uh, offline events anymore. So what I'm trying to say, very simple idea. You do a lot of effort. You, have a break in your 
work. Of course, if your employer pays, this is a different story, right? Yeah. Basically, employer bribes you here. So, like, or you have a vacation, you visit wall. This is super fun, cool. But if we speak purely f- about um, professional efficiency, like uh, work efficiency and so on, like uh, effort versus result, I don't understand any reason why this talk cannot be recorded because you did a lot of effort and you want the result to be recorded to like, you know, it's super annoying when you spend a lot of effort. Uh, you came yeah. to some conference, you found even 50 people, cool. But you understand if it was recorded, maybe a few hundred more from different parts of the world would watch it and tell you something interesting, for example, or follow, follow up or like you, you would find more like thinking minds, right? Well, it's, it's, this well, is why you're presenting usually. S- several of my first, so I, I uh, was late Let's to say the postgres. Recording is super expensive. That's right? the normal reason, yeah. I even have root words here. It's not can expensive. I move, can I move us? I, I think you've got a point, but also it's difficult to, you, all we can do is ask and see what people do. If, if they can afford to get a, some, some conferences are now saying that these videos are sponsored by this sponsor. So the sponsor paid the money for the recording. So it, that's a this, way of solving. This, this conferences forgot that this is open source and we should go low key, like simple approach. We all have like iPads or something and we can record on laptop. We, we don't need like high, high expensive quality. production. Yes. Uh, well, it will be high quality. The, the microphones are good already enough, or you can buy $100 uh, microphone. It's not ex- expensive. $100 or $200. So Rode, like this, like, uh, how it's called, Lavalier, I don't remember. This, you attach them, it's uh, wireless, super cheap. I mean, $200, what is it? And then you don't need to record faces at all. All you need is just sound and slides synchronized. Yeah, good point. It can be 100% automated. And then one guy, one student, you can pay this guy like 300 bucks to publish these 20 talks or how many you have. That's it. I, I honestly, like, for me, it's so deep problem. I want to move us on, but partly to advertise something you've been doing, which is a Postgres Open Talk series on YouTube. So if any speakers out there, I know reaching out to them is quite a lot of work, but if any speakers out there have given a talk that they wish was recorded or was at an event that wasn't able to record for some reason, you'll have them onto the YouTube channel to present and ask a couple of questions. And I think that's a really great service. So if anybody wants to reach out, that would be awesome. We can add to that series. Yes, thank thank you. Indeed, I, I did it last in this year a little bit. I don't know, like maybe 10 or 15 talks. But I found like I don't have capacity for inviting people. But if someone is interested and this this is a very interesting material, definitely uh, I will be happy to to do it because for me it's actually zero overhead except one hour or how many time yeah. do we need? We do it online. Nothing like no special production at all. And now we have beautiful workflow or how it's called pipelines that delivers very good quality uh, subtitles. Yep. Right. We have it, and this like super cheap and super fast, and quality is super good. I, I enjoy it. Last time I said, in previous episode, I said begin accept blocks because I spent too much time with Python recently, and uh, this pipeline because it's based on Whisper and the GPT-4 Turbo uh, mo- models APIs from op- OpenAI. Uh, it corrected me, and in sub- subtitles you have begin exception. As, as it should be. So it's good example. And, but it's very gentle correcting. So with most corrections, usually when you write a book, for example, and character starts to bring some stupid corrections, you know, like you stop it, don't do it. Here it's very gentle and just uses the list of terms we've built and extend from time to time. And optionally, we can have a, an article or blog post out of that talk also, like it would require some additional effort, but I think it makes sense. If it's an interesting material, we can do, we can redo the talk if it was not recorded at some conference, and then uh, we can also have a blog post out of it with very low effort. If people want, right? Yeah, if if wanted, yeah. If anyone listening to this is also event organizer, 
I also offer to copyright here. We can uh, like, I can share. It's not like rocket science. It's just AI, right? Oh, nice. And we can, I mean, we can, we can, if you have some recordings already, we can ask authors if they are okay with it. By the way, with my talks, uh, I usually gave in Russian in the past. There's a guy who just enjoyed doing it and just publishing these posts, transforming recording from YouTube to a good blog post, what which was discussed on some platform. He, he was just enjoying, like he was trying to find good materials and then publishing oh, good article. It's it's like translation, but not from English to some language, but it's translation from video audio to text because many people are better consuming texts. So. We can do it uh, if you have a lot of video recordings of recent events. We can transcode them and uh, create blog posts out of it. Or just get better subtitles, right? Like the subtitles alone are great. Subtitles can be approved. Or I still think uh, if you had a good event, you ha you have a good opportunity to reach out to wider audience if you convert it to text. True. It, it, it's text with pictures from slide deck. Sure. Illustrations, so step by step, like, and it's it's quite re easy to read. I also enjoy reading such like transcoded talks. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes better than watching full video because it well, much like, more skimmable. Right? You, 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 yeah, skim through is keyword here. Yeah. The thing I wanted to share about the like for anybody out there considering submitting talks to conferences, there were a couple of things that surprised me being on a selection committee. One was that. Experienced speakers often submit multiple talks to the same, uh, multiple abstracts to the same event. That shocked me. It never occurred to me to submit multiple. I thought I've got this one idea for a talk. I'm going to submit that. But the the problem is, as a select a selection committee, is you don't really want two talks of a similar topic at of the course. same event. Yeah. So if you happen to submit uh, a talk I, at the, to the same event as maybe the world expert at that specific. Uh, on that specific topic. Uh, yeah, fun story related to this. I also usually submit multiple because I know that this is increases just uh, conversion. You, you like you, you you submit you want to something to be uh, selected at, and if it's a narrow topic, maybe a problem committee doesn't doesn't find it interesting for the audience of this conference. So you submit multiple because you have materials or pre-materials like you maybe you already tried some of them uh, some meetups for example and or maybe you have a new version of old talk with better details like recently with JangaCon, which i presented online it was my seamless sql optimization tutorial like three, three hour tutorial like insane but it was a uh, version three of already of this talk and they selected it although i submitted i think five materials wow. as i usually do yeah it's just uh experienced speakers usually have a lot of materials and they can do it. like uh, all bruce momjan usually submitted you know how he usually says check my website bruce momjan.us slash like i don't know talks and there are updated talks there are new talks like you just select what you want this is what most experienced people do but let me tell you a short funny story during covid i actually decided to return to bjcom like 2019-20, I wanted to visit Ottawa once again. And I did it this year, but previous years due to COVID, it was fully online and like, unfortunately. So I was selected in 2020 and then I, they selected both my tutorial and some talk. And then I remember during online session, uh, then ad administered everything. Like he was managing a lot of computers. And, and then I remember I connect to my second talk. And then says, "Oh, like oh, the, out of out of recording, he says, oh, you again?'" <laughs> like I said, "Yes, I will. Two two talks were selected." He said, "It should not happen. We have a, a rule to select only one. You need to fix SQL, which guarantees like pr maybe a wrong group by, you know, distinct yeah. dis tone or something. Yeah, const lack of constraint, I guess, like yeah. in the table. <laughs> and this, I, I guess, I, I guess, I hacked it and." I sh it should not be so. Yeah, probably a mistake by the committee. But that's a good point. No, 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 no. He mentioned that in, technically it should not be possible because oh, the talks right. are obviously stored in Postgres, and they, when they select, they try and they select uh, like uh, trying to have only one talk per speaker. 
So I guess it's a bug or with SQL and it should be fixed. That's it. But not anymore. It's no more this event, unfortunately. Well, yeah. So on, but I, I was, you're talking about kind of from an experienced speaker perspective, but I'm talking about new speakers, people that haven't, don't have experience doing this. Try and come up with a, a second well, one. No, no, no. So as a speaker, as a new speaker, and I would encourage people to try it out because I think it can seriously improve your, like the number of connections you make at an event, or it definitely helped my confidence talking to people at events for some reason. <laughs> I did actually also want to make an offer to anybody that hasn't ever spoken at a Postgres event before. I know it can be daunting. So if you, and practice is really helpful. If you want to practice in private, uh, I'm happy to be that be a sounding board um so oh, do message yeah. me about i'm happy to do that i th I, th I think yeah 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 uh, well, well i also see that selection of talks just based on abstract is a very poor quality event organization it should be done with uh, i think it should be done like uh, almost always with pre-vetting vetting like uh, talks like just because it, it's it's mutually helpful of course it time consuming, but it's mutually helpful for both sides. So speaker has a rehearsal, feedback, can improve, and program committee understands better and uh, uh, have aligned content because like, yeah, all, all, usually bigger, bigger events do this. Why are you skeptical? I see your skeptical oh, my, face. I'm well. pulling a face for anybody listening. Well, I, my experience with the the big Europe Europe event, we had hundreds of submissions. Which, but what, which I know I was encouraging people right. to submit multiple, but five or six is too, potentially too many. If I'm just talking about two or three, and you get hundreds of submissions, and to to vet to vet, maybe you need a two phase process. One is on abstract. Uh, no, no, it should, it should be four or five phase process. Should okay, be five sure, sure, sure. It should be, but of course the, the process here, like it requires development. It requires like experience and ideas and maybe this is for bigger events. For meetups, of course, like you, oh, like a couple of talks, let's go. And you just decide. But if it's big, if it, okay, 500 submissions, so what, like you, see which won't go for sure just remove them it will be already 200 right and so on and so on and then you have short list short list probably is 100 uh, depending on how many slots you have and then you need uh, of course you need several so for some people you know them they're excellent speakers right i don't know like peter zaitsev like you, you don't need to vet him at all it's very fine so automatic fast track we called it fast track that's it so automatically accepting, you just need to choose the topic because uh, always Peter Zaitsev sub is submitting five talks, always, maybe more. <laughs> so, but for people you see first time or you have like doubts, sometimes people have doubts. Also funny story, uh, I was vetting as program committee member, one guy, and then I asked questions, simple questions. And in the evening of the conference, the guy says, I won't do it. These questions are killing me. I understand. I don't understand this topic well enough, but I didn't agree with this guy. I I said he's good enough to present. Still, like okay, I asked some important questions, and but people can ask them as well, right? Just it's for preparation and so on. It's not just to say failed and that's it. No, no, no. We still want you. So I needed to spend time on the evening before event to convince him to present. I like. Please, like, you're still good. Like, so we had another call, and I just said, you're good. Like, I, I needed to refill his, you know, like, energy and level of confidence because I actually destroyed it with... I, it's also, it requires uh, experience from program committee members not to be over, uh, like, not to attack. It's, you know, yeah. you're like, you're, I'm sitting like I'm an expert. I'm, I'm going to, like, for self-satisfactory you're saying so hard questions just but this is not right no no, no. The, the goal is not to to praise yourself praise yourself right you need to help to improve the quality of material and like maybe to give some idea what kind of questions people might may ask sometimes you say our audience is for example usually very practical oriented you're from academia let's try to connect better right and you start asking questions and shift slightly focus here there are many nuances here but idea is sometimes if you're too offensive it can be harmful 
And this is, I, I, I think that story, I was not super harmful. It was just this speaker particularly was quite like fra fragile, right? By that time, I, in the early days when I was in program committee, I, for sure I was not, I was harmful sometimes. I, I know it, but I fixed it in, in myself. So yeah, sometimes you need to put additional energy to fix. But with, if we don't have this process, we are blind. Like we don't know. Right. It's like maybe it will work, maybe not. And people don't have time to prepare better. They're alone. People always appreciated this kind of process we had. Always. They said, thank you. Now I know. But sometimes it was in person, by, by the way, like rehearsals in person. If it's the same same city, we like some people say, I'm going to ask this. You don't need to rehearsal whole talk. You just say, I'm going to cover this, that, and this, and this sequence. And you have good feedback from people who are program committee. Usually program committee is organized from like people who are CTOs or something like from big companies that have a lot of experience. So their feedback can be very helpful. Not always, but sometimes, right? But you at least understand what to expect and improve and so on. So I think both conferences should follow this process. They don't. Many of them, they're just lazy. They're good enough, you know. We don't record. We don't do rehearsals. We don't have money for that or we don't have time for that. Okay. Or it's different people, right? Like I've, I was on the talk selection committee, but I had no other, like I wasn't paid for it. And it was, like it was, it was free. I right? wasn't paid either for program committee. Never I was paid. Oh, yeah. maybe we, we discussed it, but no. But that's a no. problem, right? If you're already looking through hundreds of abstracts, the idea of also looking at dozens of talks and giving constructive feedback on early versions of those is just so much work for unpaid people to do i think it's a lot to expect the problem isn't we shouldn't do that it's that we should work out a way to fund it and do it but on the flip side i've been at very few bad talks like what's the what's the worst that happens if we give it give a chance to people super that have boring talk to, yeah super that's boring the talk. worst right? uh, audience knows material much better than the speaker it happens if you yeah. don't, like failure happens. Often. how often cool quite often if you okay. <laughs> and always when it happened it was a mistake from program committee yes. they didn't pay attention to it like i i had it and i like i usually visited some talks so i like for like control level when like for high load i just visited and then i provided feedback like you know like this is super boring how we, how come we, we selected it first in the first place it's super boring you know like and we improved over over years and uh, established very good process and other events adopted a similar approach i, I know it for like 100 you know like some java events adopted and so on and like they learn from us and also develop it further we learn from them like it, it was a mutual process and nice. it lasted like between 2007 to 2022 kind of like five, 15 years right it was super fun and i think it's, it's a good experience but again now i think like it's bottom line from my side it's a lot of effort if you want very good quality event and I think offline events must be with online component, at least asynchronously with recordings. And uh, like it's it's also, by the way, additional ads for the conference because if you yeah. distribute materials with some delay and people consume it even for free, they know this conference exists and it delivers good materials. The next time, probably they will convince their employer to pay for a trip in person. So this is this is builds value over time and, and brand and so on. I agree. I think free is great, but even if you even if you can't afford to do it for free, and it needs to be some small fee, I think there's also a potential thing to be done there. I think people are willing to yeah. pay for these things. In my opinion, many more interesting things are happening online these days. But uh, okay, I yeah. I'm, I'm, I might be return to offline events in a couple of years. I think there's something to be said for local events. I like going to any that are local to me in the UK, or I'm, I'm planning to go to one in Paris that I can get the train to quite easily. I do you think that's quite nice to meet people in the area that are also working yeah. on similar things? The more international ones I think are interesting and the huge ones I find quite daunting. But I think there are some examples that we can learn from. Like I think the Rails World recent conference was organized by professionals that, that were set up and funded uh, by companies that use rails 
specifically to do things like improve the documentation and hold a conference and do things. And, yeah, and they super helpful people that went to that conference. I don't actually know that it was made available online. I don't think it was, but please correct me if I'm wrong there, but people that went to that conference had such a great time and were telling stories about it and podcasts. I listened to about like they were raving about how well organized it was, how many fun things were put on. It, it can yeah. be done it, even for open, like, Rails is open source. There's no reason you can't have paid people doing a professional job in, in an open source world if it's a big enough community. Maybe that's where we suffer a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, anyway, multimodal approach is good. Like, and multi-channel approach is good. So I, I agree there are big events. I just maybe happened to have some special experience. In this yeah, area. thanks so much for sharing it. Yeah, sure. Uh, sorry it took to, so long. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck for everyone who is attending. Two speakers, if it's not recorded, uh, we can redo, definitely. I just I'm, I just stopped inviting, but it doesn't mean... Just because I stopped inviting doesn't mean uh, we, we stopped it fully. And now we also have pipeline to build blog posts easily from that. Great. I know blog posting takes a lot of time. So this is the way you spend yeah. one hour redoing your talk without preparation. And then you have a blog post out of it. You fix some issues, if any, and we post it anywhere. Although I have noticed a slight trend towards some slightly shorter blog posts. I think some people are getting back into blogging a little bit more and it's okay to write short blog posts. In fact, this, yeah, this sure. podcast is an entry into a blogging event that is encouraging more people to write blog posts no matter how short or long they are or how much work they are i would but encourage getting into just them. be careful with chat gpt for it right please don't yeah oh, <laughs> why I not have strong uh, opinions uh, there okay like okay. well if you if well, you use chat GPT, we'll do that but if please if you use chat gpt verify things that you're saying uh, in each, it. not and each word but each token a token is a part of what you need to verify it very carefully yes and Please verify it before you ask others to check your blog post. I've been burnt by that, and it's particularly painful verifying it for someone else. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my advice to people using ChatGPT. If you want to, people to keep reviewing your blog posts. Makes sense. All right. Thanks so much, Nikolai. Catch you next week. And thanks, Bye. everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.